What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Mics, One Mic, a very special podcast today where two mics talk on a mic about life. We are in the car. Uh, Mike is on the like, Bluetooth radio system, so he's going to sound a little robotic, but uh, I am one of the mics, Michael Joseph Kunstler Magno Jr., and with me over the phone, as I said, is the other mic, Michael Anthony Zarzana. It's M-A-Z and M-J-C, and this is the place to be to talk about everything in the Santa Fe, baby. I'm in the Santa Fe. In the Santa Fe. Oh, I am in a Hyundai Sonata. A Sonata. But I am parked, and Mike is moving. So uh, I am waiting in the city to uh, to shoot a little bit uh, of the What's a Podcast documentary with uh, Gene and Scott Holden of um, That Man on Fat Man podcast fame. And uh, me and Mike just had a big Memorial Day weekend. That's why we're a little late on the podcast, where we went back to shooting our own stuff, um... And it was a lot of fun. But, uh, I had a great time filming it, and I got smacked 15 times in the face. Yes. Um, for and, you, uh, for those of you guys... That, was, besides, we, we're going to have to learn how to talk over each other. It's going to sound bad. So I'm going to... In this, for this one time only, I'm going to go, okay, you go. Because okay, I go. No, I'm just saying, you mentioned the slap, and you're right. Without us being in the room together, I'm glad we're getting this out of the way. But without us being in the room together, you can't read each other's body language for the talking, you know? And there's a slight delay with the, because uh, you're over my telephone line. Telephone line. I sound like an old man. But anyway, if you want to see Mike get slapped, our Twitter followers know it's on Twitter. So if you want to see yeah. the guy get slapped, we've already posted a little snippet. It's not the cleanest shot, but you'll see that when the movie's actually released. Yeah, no, we, um, you know, the, uh, the actress I was with, you know, showed me what she was going to do with a face slap. And I said, listen, I, I, I do stunt work. Just smack me in the face. Because honestly, it'll look bad, and we're in a very tight hallway. We didn't have a lot of room to film it, so I was like, the best bet is just to smack in the face. So she went ahead and smacked me as many times as she can. Of course, you know, messing up her lines here and there and having to smack me again, I don't know if that was on purpose or <laughs> if that was, uh, you know, by accident. So Honestly, it, it felt a little on purpose. You know, watching it back, it felt like there was one time she went double smack. She just, she just kept going, same take. She threw me off. She's like, smack. And I want to go, big smack. I'm like, I, what I want to say is, if you want to start slapping me, I'll slap your hands out of it. That's fine. Let's, let's go with it. I was feeling some real passion. I, I feel like if we had the time, I could have, like, got her to get a little bit more raw with me. And we really could have played it out a little bit more intense. But type the time, type the space. You may do. But I, at the end of the day, I enjoyed it. And I can't wait to, you know, do some more stuff because it's, uh, it's kind of what we do. Yeah. You know, I think it, it's it's growing out of the podcast. Like we mentioned this. We stay busy. We're doing things. We're drawing in more people. Uh, the guy we got to shoot it is a guy I'm working with on the What's a Podcast movie. So just being out there. And this is what we try to tell people uh, that listen to the show. The very first show we said, be doers, not dreamers. It doesn't take much to grow the craft. All it takes is time to do it. So the more you get out there... 
the more opportunity is going to come your way, even if it's small. Like Now, me and Mike work on big sets, and this was not a big set. This was something small with our own little equipment, our own little cameras. But you know what? It was fun to get people together. It was fun to write a script. The script was written on Wednesday. It was shot on Monday. So it's like it was fun to write a little script. It was, it was, it was fun to do it. And I think we'll be doing something again. You know, we're thinking about doing a 24-hour film fest. And um, it was just good to go for it. You know what? It's great. It's 24-hour film festing. It's voting. So our Twitter followers, our, our Facebook followers, people that go to twomikes1mike.com, you know, any fans we have, any supporters we have, you know, we actually have a little bit more of a backing. People knowing it's out there. You know, we don't have to call people and text people. Like Twitter, you know, vote for us, check it out. Yada, 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 all that good stuff. And, and, and hopefully you'll help us because I do feel that some of our stuff um, was good enough to get into the files of these things. Yes. To be honest with you. And I thought that it just came down to because out vote people. Yeah. So. Well, we, we made, you know, with the last 24-hour film festival we did, we did make the New York finals. We were shown in a movie theater with the oh, contenders. We yeah, we were, remember, I went to the city. Our, our, I actually showed a blade. I actually missed our actual short, but... Uh, I was part of a Q&A session after... I, thought, I, I didn't think you could have made it that night. Uh, I think that's what happened. It was the, the basketball short we did. We made it into the finals of New York City. I was, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you what I know. Yeah, we made it last time. Oh, man, that's so sad. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the last 24-hour film festival we did, we actually were in contention. So now that we've, got, you know, now that we've learned from there, that's, that was at least two, three years, two or three years ago. Now that we've learned from that, I think we can even do better, you know? And 24 hours is not a lot of time to make a film. It's not at all. No, no, because especially the fact of the matter is that you don't know. They give you a topic. Um, they give you a prop. They give you um, a well, something else, something else. Something they give else. you a Three theme, things, a prop, right? and 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 a, and a, something that has to be said. I believe. It, I think it changes year to year, especially now. There's new people that own this contest, so I don't even know what their rules are going to be. I mean, they send it to me. I think it's the same thing. There's three things. Yeah. So I got, you know, which I have to uh, have to get on board and do that. I think it's cheaper too, but whatever, that's me to hang on that. But yeah, no, I'm going to, um, I'm going to sign up for that. Uh, maybe I'll do it tonight. We'll see what happens. It's not when we get back from Canada. But I will, uh, I'll sign up for that and we'll uh, try to see who we can get available to come help us. The more hands physically to help, the better it'll come out. And, uh, even though we, they give you a theme, me and Mike have a pretty cool idea. We're not going to say what it is. Nobody robbing us. That might be doing this film festival. You know, you're acting, you're all silly bastards. But we got a pretty good idea, a pretty universal idea, I think, that we'll be able to pull off and really show my acting and show me and my storytelling and show Mike's eye behind the camera and plus on paper. So, you know, that's that's my feeling. I mean, and, and if, if, if they give us good stuff and we're inspired, you know, we can always we can always do that. We just it's nice to have some ammunition in the pocket if needed, uh, uh, a break if, in case of emergency type thing, you know. Yeah, no, well, we have plenty of that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of stuff we've left on the table over the years, on the drawing board. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it's it's one of those things that's like you said. This is something. Uh, this is where it comes from. This is how our our friendship started is doing this stuff so it is nice to get back to it even even with all the family stuff and you did just mention canada we do have very busy lives and what are we doing this weekend we are going to canada we're going to record the trip to canada on the drive up but we're not going to record much in canada because it's michael's bachelor party and recording devices should be left locked up tight and not out on the street with us yeah no no i mean like at the end of the day 
we're a little bit older, so uh, we might be overblowing how cool and secretive this basketball is. We basically mean that nobody would be able to put a coherent sentence together to actually make any sense, and we're just a little bit more professional than Listen, we're all gonna we're gonna be. It's it's a bunch of old men who are married. It's just it's just a great excuse to get together. When's the next last time we're gonna get nine guys together to go away on a vacation? It's never gonna happen. So it's 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 gonna be just fun from that aspect. It's not a it's not a young man's bachelor party, uh, but it 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 will be a fun bachelor party nevertheless, and probably. It's not a young man's party, bro. It's not a young man's party. Too much too much drinking. I'm I'm sure, and and uh, maybe some nice eating. Probably some stomach aches. Stomach is. But we, uh, you know, we'll be, at, we'll have a cast of characters in the car on the ride up. Hopefully, nobody overwhelms it, and we'll have a fun podcast. Uh, it is a little weird. I'm glad we're getting this one out of the way with us not together. But I think also having other guys in the car will help the energy as well. I don't know if you, are you feeling it. I, I always, I always have the energy. My whole stick is. I, let's be honest. Not that I think we're the greatest people in the world, but I feel semi entertaining. They could suck. <laughs> and then we have a boy thing. I'm like, Mike, you want to post that? If it's bad guys, I'm fully against posting it. If yeah. Mike wants to do it just because sometimes he gets crazy, I don't care. Post it, and you actually get turned off and don't want to do it. I will not get upset at our four or five fans. <laughs> well, I know Luke's looking forward to it out in the U- in the UK. So, I'm oh, my pond brother. I'm my pond brother. Is he coming to visit? I thought you mentioned he's coming to visit. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Uh, I forget what it was. It might be end of June or what have you, but I'm going to try to meet up with him. I think it's pretty cool. Just how, when would you ever, listen, one thing this podcast is pretty cool. You meet and talk to people. If it's not via phone or text, it's via message on Twitter. And I would have never met this guy that lives in friggin' Britain. You know, New England. I call New England. Oh, my God. England. New England. No, he's not uh, New England. Actual England. Uh, old England. Old England. Not New England. Old England. Patriots suck. That's right. Anyway, um... And if if I can't if I can't make it to meet up, take the recorder, get Luke down, Luke, get Luke down on the, on for the show. Even if it's a even if it's something we have to splice in and do an edit with, which we've never done on the show. We've always done live shows. We've always presented the shows as is raw. But uh, you know, maybe uh, there'll be a special occasion where we'll edit in a little interview or a little segment. That's just the MAZ segment with Luke. If I can't make it, okay. yeah, I don't I'm mind. Down. I don't mind at all. We're gonna go and put the recorder back. All right, Luke, what's up? Well, what are you doing? Well, yeah. we're gonna record our hangout. I thought we were just hanging out. No, Luke, we're hanging out and we're recording. That's right. And we'll go to the bar and do some weird. Never talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's funny. But uh, did, did, let's 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 do the obligatory let's do the obligatory talk about pop culture stuff because we spent the uh, we spent a, a good beginning part of this podcast talking about ourselves so lots of little pop culture things hit this week uh, we came off the, the Captain America Civil War podcast and then since then uh, the next Marvel movie has actually dropped I put Marvel movie in quotes because it's Fox's version of a Marvel movie. It's not an actual Marvel movie, for those that don't know. The X-Men Apocalypse is Marvel characters, but since it's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it was licensed before Marvel was making movies, Fox does X-Men. What did you think of X-Men Apocalypse? Um, I'm not going to lie. I uh, actually, and I, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but I was born and I watched a really crappy bootleg. Not in its entirety, but I did. And to be honest with you, 
the, the new cast of X-Men, pretty cool. The getting similar, at the end they're getting a similar, similar older looking costumes with the blue and different colors was pretty cool. Uh, Apocalypse, I'm going to be honest with you. No, just no, sorry. Not, uh, they almost made Apocalypse a uh, throwaway character. And he liked to use sand a lot, which I really didn't like. A lot of sand. His little Egyptian sand palette. Wasn't a fan of that. What they did with Jean Grey, which I, I, I uh, I'm like, I'm just going to say this. I, I don't know how much you actually got through the bootleg version of the movie yourself. Uh, but I might ruin something for you. But, uh, you, you started, so I'm going to finish it. She turns into the Phoenix to beat Apocalypse. Now, here's the problem with that. They don't really tease it. Besides, they have a couple of lightnings, and I swear to mother in heaven, if it's a split personality, I will be officially done with going to the I'm going to go see the X-Men the movies as well, because it wasn't a good copy. I kind of jumped around. That's what people told me to stop. I wanted to see if it held up, because I really had no emotion to go with this movie. This movie did nothing for me visually in the trailers. Um, from what I read, from the visuals themselves, I didn't really find them to be really that captivating. So... Definitely that is there's something much better than this movie, I give them that. Um, but if if they go into this, you know, if they're gonna touch the Phoenix saga and they're gonna say she's a split personality, I'm 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 not going to see that movie. I'm actually not gonna watch this movie until it comes out for free. Or a good copy illegally, because I won't do it. I won't do it again. So that's that. Done. So you didn't like the you didn't like Jean Grey Phoenix stuff right away, but the, I mean she, uh, the character in the books has been dead for a while, but she was synonymous with being Phoenix, you know, like, and, and Phoenix wasn't always necessarily Dark Phoenix. The Dark Phoenix saga was a storyline that has kind of overtaken the Phoenix persona in people's minds, but for a long time, that was just, that was just a part of her power set, you know, yeah. so I don't necessarily mind them going that way because it's, it's kind of what the character is known for. But, uh, you know, the thing with the X-Men Apocalypse movie, I, I just think uh, Brian Singer's direction is gotten... It's, it's just time for, some, time for new blood. For some new blood with the... You know, when they did Matthew Vaughn's first class, it, it was poppy. It felt fresh. You know, Brett Ratner was no good, but that was that was partly because Brett Ratner is not a good director, but it was also partly because it was a rushed project. You know, so, you know, Brian Singer has now done four of the six X-Men movies. If you can't, I don't count the Wolverine movies as, as X-Men movies or Deadpool. So, you know, maybe it's just suffering from a, a lack of fresh eyes, yeah, I, I feel. I just felt it was a, another, you know... What I'm also getting sick of with these superhero movies is, is um, the epic scale, where Deadpool and even Civil War has shown you that the heart of the story doesn't have to be a save-the-world story for it to be captivating and make billions of dollars. You don't, not everything has to be the fate of the world. Not every comic book is the fate of the world. Not every comic book, month to month, is the, are the stakes that high. If superhero movies are going to survive, they have to get more personal. They have to stop being so, I guess, big in scope. I mean, obviously, Infinity War is going to be big in scope, but I trust the Russo brothers are going to find the human moments that are going to make it worth it. Can I, can I stop you for one moment, real quick, just because I don't forget, because you were just saying yeah. I got to tell you, I watched... Civil War again. Yes. And that was one point I made. You, you know what I feel like the big problem with, with that movie is? That it's, it, is a, it is bigger than, than Winter Soldier, 
But you know what? You watch it a few times, you don't really get how good the story is in that movie. I know. I, 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 I watched it. I like it better after the last two or three times. Which I've watched it a few times now. Illegally, sorry. But I didn't pay to see it twice in the day, so I paid my money. But Mike, when you watch it again, again, I'm telling you, like it, it, it started like I had like the soldier on. And then I wanted to watch it, and I was like, hmm, you know, it started, it's, I, I, maybe I missed things, I, I got so excited, but in that movie, like, the story really is, you know, it, it, it's really fucking good. Like, no, I, I enjoy the movie. I enjoy it more, watch it a couple more times, you're like, whoa, wait, you know what, Really good. No, it, it is a very good movie. My problems with this... I, we didn't really have a lot of problems with the Civil War movie. My problems with the Civil War movie were nitpicks for Spider-Man and the fact that you really need to come into Civil War having seen Age of Ultron. Those are my biggest issues kind of with that movie. I think, you know, I still... I, I'll watch it again, but I'm still saying, you know, Winter Soldier is a tighter movie. But again, I've had time to watch Winter Soldier a few times. It's been a few years. And really, I'm only going off the one viewing of Civil War. So, you're right. I'll give it... I'll give it another. I'll give it another couple of looks, and I'll see. I'll see if it changes my perception on where it should be on that scale. Uh, it was like Winter Soldier, better movie. Now it's Winter Soldier, a little better than yeah. Civil War. Now it's a, it's became a little better. Yeah, it's better, still better, but not not as much better as it was. And how it funny is it that people have you know the movies have the movies have now cemented Cap in people's mind as like the really nice heroic guy in, in general public and how silly is it and, and, and crazy is it the reaction that uh, people have gotten now because Cap the, the newest Captain America story has a Hail Hydra twist to it where Captain now in the comics is apparently always been a Hydra secret agent so it's like the movies have created this outcry I think because now people have this image of Captain America in their head of, of, uh, of what he's supposed to be like and the movies have nailed the character so well that when they heard this comic book movie, uh, the comic book, the actual comic book news, people lost their shit to the point where they're giving death threats to the editor and the writers of the books. First off, that whole thing is stupid. Let me tell you why. Well, I'll give you a couple of yeah. One, it's pretty much like killing a superhero to sell comics. That's what it is, to sell comics. Yeah. Because it, it's, it's, you know, it's... It, it, I didn't read the book because honestly, I, I said I didn't even care. And what? Did you read it? You have any idea what's going on? Yes, I know exactly what's going on. But let you let me get you a take of the Everyman, which is you, and I'll give you the insider comic book fan take. Okay, here it is. It, it is a story that involves a completely different storyline of Captain America. Fine, if it's the same Captain America that's Fort Red Skull and Baron Zemo and all those sticks. It makes absolutely no fucking sense. If they say to me, oh, he, he knew that they weren't ever going to win, so he helped beat them because he knew it wasn't the right time yet. If that's what they did, again, you're trying to sell comics, shut the fuck up. I don't care. I'm not reading it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, well, here's, here's my thing. Now, here's my thing with Captain America. This may get a little longish uh, spielish, all right? The story is is it's it's issue one of a, of a new storyline, so you you got to take that with a little bit of grain of salt. And and what I mean by that is, of course, they're trying to sell books, and it's a nice it's a twist ending to try to get you to read the next book. 
But what's going on, what's been going on in the books right now is the Red the, uh, Charles Xavier, uh, X Men's leader, has been dead in the books. The Red Skull about two years ago took Charles Xavier's parts of Charles Xavier's brains and implanted them into himself. So he kind of has Charles's psychic powers. And oh, how many times has Red Skull been killed, Mike? Real quick. What? How many times have they killed the Red Skull? Oh, numerous. I, I don't even know the exact number. That's like a. Uh, uh, I mean, you say Red Skull, I'm like, really? He's he's he's. They really just do themselves and say, "Don't kill anybody anymore." Continue. No. But uh, ba and basically. Uh, Captain America's been old for like a year And Sam Wilson There's been like Falcon Cap in the books for like a year So there was this okay. storyline Where S.H.I.E.L.D. has been using something called The Cosmic Cube Which moviegoers might know from the first movie The Cosmic Cube They've been using the Cosmic Cube to create a prison That's not a prison They basically been, they put a town out in the Midwest And with the Cosmic Cube's powers Any villain that they put into that town they were using the power of the cube to like rehabilitate them and make them think they're normal people in a town. Now, shit went wrong. The Avengers showed up at that town. Old Cap showed up at that town. And throughout the course of the story, through the use of this reality-altering cosmic cube, Cap has now become young. Now, that being said, what I believe is the storyline is, is hinting towards is that when this happened to Captain America, the villain somehow manipulated his reality so yes real in this reality that's been manipulated cap has always been a hydra agent but that doesn't mean cap has always been a hydra agent once the good guys find out that the reality around cap has been shifted they'll figure out a way through magic or through cosmic cube or whatever to shift it back so for a while they're gonna have a storyline where it's cap's buddies trying to save cap from himself kind of thing you know what i mean no, this is a fugazi. It's a fugazi. Of course it's a fugazi. Come on. Uh, it's a, but they... But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it is a fugazi, it's too easy. I, I see the train coming. You know what I mean? And the point of good writing is to not kind of see the train coming. So if this is the storyline they're presenting, A, it, it's, it's not that good because it's an obvious storyline to tell. But B... They kind of dug themselves into a hole if this isn't the way they're going to go with it. And maybe they're smarter than, than we are right now and they'll pull something out. But the other problem is they started this storyline with something as a number one issue. Now, Cap's been around for years. You're not fooling anybody by having a new number one issue. But if you need to know all this backstory to get into this storyline, then you've kind of failed uh, as making a good number one issue. Because you, people can't just pick up this issue and start fresh. Now, we wasted enough time on this horribleness on our podcast. Yeah. We're trash. We're trash. You see what happened to our fans? Sometimes when I don't know something, and Mike explains it, I wind up listening. Thus, you're losing some MAZ during the conversation. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You get a little more MJC. That's all right. Mike was always my girl. When Mike used to work as a chemist, he helped me more knowledgeable in my comic book world. Because I would ask Mike, and Mike didn't do anything as a child, apparently. Because you only seem to have time to tell me a 45-minute story about how the Hulk had a giant green penis. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, the ins and outs. And I could sit there for 25 minutes outside the building, which I clearly wasn't doing work, listening to Mike tell me what things I needed to know so that people gave to me, it sounded like I knew everything about the Hulk. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, so you used to be, you used to use my knowledge. I was your Wikipedia for, uh, for other people. I remembered everything. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, you know a little... You know a little bit about a little bit. 
You know a little bit about the boot. So I've always been a jack of a jack of all trades, a master of none. I really have. Yeah. Like I know enough to go toe to toe with anybody um, in a group setting about a certain scenario. I will never be able to go toe to toe one on one with somebody that knows only. That's it. I'm not saying that's you. I'm saying you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I can't, like, yeah, I, I couldn't go one on one with you. Straight up, who knows more comic mouths? I lose. I lose every time. So. But if we're having a conversation, only maybe in 25 minutes you'd be able to maybe stump me and say, no, that's wrong. Yeah. All right, cool. I don't want to say what I know, so... But, uh, but it's actually uh, been, you know, I know you're not, you're not a big comic book fan. I don't know how many of our listeners are, are comic book fans, but it, it was actually a really, really big week for comics, even D, even on the DC end. Uh, DC relaunched their universe again. After, uh, yes. But it was a really good Jeff Johns written uh, Flash base. It's not a reboot, though. It's not a reboot. No, it's not a reboot. It's, it's, a, it, it's a mixing of old and new. And uh, it, it was actually really good. And I would highly recommend if people are... Who were disappointed in Batman vs Superman? If they want to know what the DC Universe is supposed to be like, you could pick up DC Universe Rebirth and and enjoy it. Uh, especially with the Flash TV show, you'll know a little bit about it. It's Flash heavy. It's a it's it's actually uh, kid Flash heavy. But it, it's wow. There's a girl walking around with a Harlequin shirt and a Brooklyn Nets hat. There you go. Nice. You know, it's, it's I'm in the city, so you know we saw talking about comics, so comic books. That was uh, pretty cool. I'm at, I'm at the train station, parked at a stop sign, ready to get my hair cut. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it was a really good issue, and uh, and I mentioned it because Jeff Johns is a, is a great comic book writer, and he's involved deeply with Ben Affleck in the next Batman movie. But that you see his uh, interview? I don't know with Jimmy Kimmel. I don't remember who it was on. No, no, no. Give me give me the rundown. I wasn't the middle one, but he mentioned the, the new, the, you know them what they do with the comics he's like we just we felt that you know heroes always brought hope and 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 that feeling of like wow and he goes we felt like they we left there and we want to bring that back so yeah. that's what we're saying that's what we said we said we're not not it's like we don't like reboot in the uh, comic book world because it's a little bit of a dirty word it's more of a reimagining we, we're not changing the stories we're bringing some characters back but it's more about the hope more about the hero and the feeling good about liking that hero and overcoming things more than just, you know, making something dark or, or killing people or killing characters, blah, 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 blah. You know, like you said before, it's not always about saving the world. Sometimes it's about saving a kid or yeah. saving a family or saving a bus or saving a friend. Sometimes those things emotionally are more, you know, you don't know the whole world. Yeah. But you know you're going to die, so you want to stop it. But if the whole world was going to explode, but you know you could save everyone you care about, you might choose everybody you care about because they have more you know so I like that and he was just again he was saying about he said how much he loves Affleck and how Affleck writes um uh uh, uh dialogue he's like his dialogue is off the chart he goes I love everything he's writing so I am so I am still the problem here I'm getting so pumped for the Batman that I I, I it's, it's making me nervous because if I get that pump for a movie that's nowhere coming anytime soon, then I'll probably get another two years. I, 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 you know, I might lose two years of my life waiting to, for the effort to save the DC universe if Suicide Squad and Justice League fail. I, I really don't feel that. I feel confident in Suicide Squad, eh? And I really feel it's hinging on Wonder Woman Suicide Squad more than Justice League. I think Justice League will be a success. Based on the fact alone that it's the Justice League movie, now that doesn't mean 
that doesn't mean that. You have to realize that, like, this movie didn't do that well. And people have a bad taste in their mouth. And some people might not go out to see the Justice League because of Unless Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman are good enough yeah. to rekindle it. But everybody loved Ben as Batman in the movie, even though the movie is, is a bad movie. And Ben is in Suicide Squad, so if they get a little taste of Batman there, and everybody loved Wonder Woman, so they get a lot of taste of Wonder Woman, then the next movie is Su- is Justice League. So it's really on the backs of Wonder Woman and Suicide Squad now to deliver for DC to keep the, to keep their train rolling. But you're good, either, even if it fails, you'll get another Batman movie, guaranteed. Because even before DC was making other movies, they were making Batman movies. Yes. You know what I mean? So excited for Batman. I really, I really cannot wait to know what story they're going to do. And I really hope Ben goes do me a favor. I think he, I think they're going to comment where he's like, let, let me make a Batman movie. Let me deal with Batman. I don't want to deal with anything else. Let him back in Gotham. Let me face Batman villains. Let me do Batman. Do not give me anything else. I think they're going to. I think because now they're making him a producer on everything because Ben fucking said, you know what? I didn't, I didn't put my nose into Daredevil. I kind of just did my shit and, and didn't... I'm not doing it this time because he actually realized how much he loves and how in-depth this Batman is. How in-depth a Batman is done correctly? Some of you might think he might be boring. Well, he's scowly and he's a detective. How funny, you know, it just could be boring. If you do Batman right, it could be one of the greatest fucking stories ever read, ever watched, ever drawn, ever filmed. So I'm thinking he's going to fucking... He's going to give us the Batman movie that, you know, maybe will be the definitive. I, that's my opinion. I have, I have much, much hope in, in, in Ben. Much faith in Ben Affleck. I, I have a lot of faith in him, too. He's made Argo. He's made Town. Uh, just as a filmmaker alone, not even just as a comic book filmmaker. Just a filmmaker alone. He's proven he's got some uh, gravitas. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot you can pull from with Batman. I'm personally hoping for a, a more, a smaller movie. Uh, for a Batman, like, but then again, I'm pu- pulling for more f- smaller movies in general for superhero movies, especially because you're gonna get this big open Justice League extravaganza. I don't want like the fate of Gotham or the fate of the world in this Batman movie. I'd like it to be like, like we have to use our detective skills and find you know somebody before the time runs out, before the Joker does something to to somebody, or maybe even a an Arkham Asylum type movie where it's a yeah, an escape slash almost horror type movie with, with starring Batman in an insane asylum, getting away from his greatest villains. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that what I would like to see is almost like a a, a uh, <laughs> like a hitman kind of story with a lore Batman. But I want the movie to be about them trying to kill Batman. That's what I want. Kill the Batman, like lure him into Arkham. You know, I know we have Deathstroke, but they can use one. Hire Deathstroke. Comic book news. I don't know if you're a big uh, Hanna Barbera fan, but uh, Hanna Barbera. I, I, I got two more minutes, so Hanna Barbera thing's good. You better make it good. Hanna Barbera is doing a no. They're they're, they're going to do a, another combined universe. They're going to do a combined universe thing, starting with the next Transformers movie, with their toy line. Uh, but they're also doing it in the books, in the comic books, and 
there's a new Scooby-Doo book from DC that's actually pretty awesome called Scooby-Doo Apocalypse. But you got two minutes, Mike. That we can always pause and we could come back and and or just have a half small half hour podcast show to tide people over because we were late. It's up to you. Yeah, no, this is this is the this is the uh, hold you guys over to our next podcast because we felt bad not giving you anything. All right, so look, this was a little appetizer. We're we're gonna cut it here. It was very geek heavy. This was more of an experiment. I know how you love that word, Mike. This is more of an experimental <laughs> podcast. Hopefully, it's a quick bit. I know. I know we didn't have the physical energy, and we won't have a video on this because we're in a car, but uh, we felt bad. Uh, we wanted to get something out there because we love you guys, and, and we're still here, and we're still committed to this thing called podcasting. So, we're going to be trucking along as long as we can truck along. Some episodes will be better than others. I know this might, might be the greatest one, but you didn't have to listen to it that long, so bonus uh, for everybody. Exactly. All right, Mike, you want to do a, a sign-off, or should I just, just hang up? No, I got a sign-off. No, I can hang up the phone. You said you had to go. No, I, I have a real sign-off. I really thought of a no. For real. For real. I have a sign-off. For real. For real one. I, I thought about it for like the last week. All right. I'll let you do it. You ready for this? Yeah. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.